if I went all in on this city, what would happen? Welcome back to another episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. My name is Landon. Today's guest is Feola Oyateo, aka Mr. Wichita. Feola is the MC for KU football games and Wichita State basketball games. He's also the CEO of Face Solutions, which is a media and production agency, and he's the brand spokesperson for many national brands. I know you've seen Fail around town because he's all over the place. We talk all about his businesses, what brought him to Wichita in the first place, and why he loves Wichita and sticks around here. Enjoy my conversation with Faola. What up? Let's do it. All right, I got the one and only Faola. What's going on, man? My man Landon. It's good to be back, brother. Yeah, I'm glad Come we could on. finally do this. It's been yes, a while. So. It's been a while, man. Yeah. So I can't uh, wait for people to hear the story about our friendship, about how it all started. It's about to be a good, good episode. Oh, yeah. Get ready. We'll, we'll get into all that, and then I want to get into the whole whole Faola story. But before we get started, Come on. who is Faola? Mm. Jeez, who is Faola? All right. I'll start it off how I normally do. So the name, my name is Faola, and um, I always start off with, with that because my name means so much to me. So in Nigerian culture, parents are really big on giving a biblical or, or name that means something. So Faola means God has put joy in my prosperity. So with that, I always tell people, um, I always start off a public speaking, an interview, uh, a hosting gig with that because I want people to know that everything that comes out of me is true joy first, and then prosperity comes later from that. If you have it backwards, that's where people get in trouble. You can't be prosperity minded first and then joy, mm-hmm. right? I do what I do because it's joy first and then God's blessed me. Anytime I try to put prosperity first or money first or riches first, the joy has never returned. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is truly out of a place of joy first and then prosperity. So I use my name as almost a motivational piece to let people know it's joy first and then prosperity. I love it. That's a Amen. Come on. That's, that's a better intro Come than on. I could have given you. That's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that was great. It, man. Um, so I want to go back to the beginning. Where are you from? How'd you get to Kansas? Where's home? Yeah. So I'm born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, But like I said, the name Fayola is Nigerian. So my parents were born in Nigeria. So they had all of us, myself, my brother, my sister, all in Las Vegas. So I'm first generation um, Nigerian, first generation American. Mm -hmm. I I don't know, but Nigerian and American. Mm -hmm. Las Vegas for about 12, 13 years, did high school in Dallas, Texas. And then I enjoyed playing high school sports and I was I was good, wasn't great, wasn't division one level, but I did get the opportunity to play at a very small university in Kansas, mm-hmm. play basketball at a small university called Sterling College. You've heard of it, you know mm-hmm. Sterling, mm-hmm. yeah. So very, very small, but it was a blessing, man. I got to play four years of basketball and um, that's what kept me here in Kansas. Yeah, I love so it. So Vegas, Dallas, and then Kansas. I love it, I love it. Was that hard, like right before high school, switching or moving, big, big move? It was a big move. Yeah, I'm a city guy, right? So being a bu- being around uh, 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 a lot of like rural-minded people, it was a switch up for me. Um, but, oh my gosh, I think it just all, I, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I wouldn't have the level of 
people skills that I have now if I didn't see so many different generations of people. Mm -hmm. I've seen people live in the city. I've seen people that grew up on farms. I've, yeah, I know company owners that are nonprofit owners. I know people that only do tech in San San Francisco. So it's just been so fun to be able to be eclectic and kind of where I'm from. Mm -hmm. I love that, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um, In high school, is today's Fayola, would he, would high school Fayola be surprised where you're at now? Or was this kind of always like a, a vision in the back of your head or something? Uh, jeez. Hey man, good questions over there, man. What's going on over there, Landon? How you that, was, that wasn't even written down. That oh was my just gosh. off the dome. So. Okay. Um, what, uh, I'm not even going to, huh? We're not getting emotional, right? No, we're not getting emotional. I'm not going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to cry for you, big baby. <laughs> um, um, a, a little bit of, I think I would be surprised. I think the reason why is because in in high school, I was always known as the, as the person that um, would, maybe when we were like running suicides for basketball, you know, those days mm-hmm. we had touched the line. Mm-hmm. I was always the person that kind of tried to find a way not to touch the line. Mm-hmm. I was always the person that maybe if a coach said 10 reps, I would try and squeeze out eight and a half. I, I, I was the good player averaging 10 or 12 points with a little bit more work. I think I could have averaged 19, 20 points. Sure. I have the height and the size to probably be a Division two, Division one player with a little bit more work ethic. I would have gotten to that point. If you would have just just scaled exactly what I did in high school and what I'm doing now, it doesn't really make the most sense. Something mm-hmm. had to switch. Sure. So I, I, I would be a little mm-hmm. bit surprised. The talent the vision, the drive was maybe already there, but something else had to ignite. So mm-hmm. I was I was talented in high school. I could play the drums, I could be a people person, whatever, but I didn't put discipline to that talent. Mm. And what happened here was um, when 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 you need money, when 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 you go all in on faith, you know that something has to click. So talent is good enough, but what clicked for me was was discipline, was faith, was friendships like yours, and that's what got me to where I'm at now. So I was a little bit surprised, but but also not. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Why Sterling for basketball? Were there other options? Like why Kansas? Did you have any connection here? What what brought you here? Yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy? I've never told this story before. So how are you familiar with a dual scholarship as in like um, it, two, two people, um, like, a, like a point guard and a shooting guard or like a center and a receiver get to get a scholarship together. Okay. And then if they don't accept it, then it's like all or nothing. Are you familiar with that concept? No, no, okay. No. So me and one of my point guards from high school. His name is Marquise, and he I love him. He'll be at the wedding. And by the way, I'm getting married soon. Yeah, come on, Let's come on, go. come on, praise God. So, anyways, um, Marquise was our point guard in Dallas, in Dallas, and I was like the small forward center. And we were such a combo that universities were giving us dual scholarships, JUCOs, Division II, some small mm-hmm. NAIA schools. And Marquise and I went on this mini tour of schools, mm-hmm. California. Colorado, Oklahoma, um, didn't go to Sterling, but it was only the schools that wanted us. Oh my gosh, it's the craziest God story. Right after like our sixth or seventh school, we were in California, I'll never forget, me and Marquise and his dad. And Marquise's dad is the dad that like grew up with Marquise playing sports from he was in diapers. It was like baseball, mm-hmm. track. It was like you, it was like a religion. Like you miss Sundays, like church, so you can play sports. Sure. And he was one heck of a coach. He was a great father, kind of father figure to me in a way. But Marquise was a little bit worn out with sports. Sure. Burned out, yeah. Burned out. 
And I never knew what that felt like because I never had that thing of being burnt out because my parents are Nigerian. They're big on education. Right. They're not big on sports. So any opportunity to play college basketball after high school was the biggest blessing. I wasn't going to get burnt out at all. I never saw it from Marquise's eyes. So we were in a hotel in California, Quincy, California. I'll never forget. And he says, Faye, what if I told you that I don't think I want to play college sports? I said, hey, bro. This is not the time <laughs> the to package go. Package deal. The package deal. Because my mom, my dad are, are, are counting on you. And Marquise, even if you let my mom and my dad down, your dad, mm -hmm. he won't let you live. <laughs> like his goal is for you to play college sports. And Marquise goes, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. We come back home. It was prom of senior year. Marquise tells his dad he's not playing sports. To this day, I don't even know how that convo went. <laughs> Uh, but praise and glory be to God, they're still close. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Marquise yeah, is my yeah, boy. Yeah. I love Coach Larry. Coach Larry's my guy. We comment on each other. So, so Coach Larry, if you see this, I love you and thank you because the next part of the story is where God really comes into play. Sterling was the only school left. The only one. Wow. That led that that literally said, We'll take you. Yeah. Yeah. So I in a way had to now search for my own school. Sure. I sent out film. Mm -hmm. Sterling reached out. My mom. Well, actually, I sent out the film to a lot of other schools, but you know what's crazy? Oh my gosh, I never I never even thought about this. I went to one of those camps, all-star game things, mm -hmm. and um the the coach from Sterling College came to Texas and he recruited me from that school. But again, he was the only one to recruit me. Yeah. So in a way, Sterling was still the only coach, yeah. the only school that came. So yeah, he recruited me. And uh, man, Sterling is a place that helped me with my faith. It helped me with different business aspects. And that's that. That's why Sterling. I wasn't planning on it after Marquise and I mm -hmm. left. It ended up being the only school left. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's definitely a God thing. That's awesome. Huge God thing. Brought, yeah. brought you to... The Wichita, Greater Wichita area, and Correct. now here you are. So now I'm here, that's brother. Awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, so what, what were you studying? Just business? Yeah, I studied economics and finance, okay, and, and political science. I wanted to be in uh, politics and and in finance. Okay, so that was the plan. That was the plan. So like a, I don't even know. I, I'm not into politics. Like a lobbyist. Yeah. Or were you, were Literally, you yeah. I wanted to be a business, a financial advisor first, and then I wanted to be like a lobbyist in finance, mm -hmm. be on DC, and then I wanted to maybe one day be like mayor or governor. Sure. Like I, I really wanted to be in finance and politics. Yeah. yeah. Well, mayor's still not off the table. So, <laughs> well, uh, Willie got it for now. <laughs> you got this, Willie. Um, <laughs> So did you did you try that out at all? Did you like do an internship in politics or anything? Decide yep. that's not what yep. you wanted, or what was yep. that path? So I was in D.C. for two summers. Yeah, and I, I I literally was on the hill interning for senators. It was so cool. I got to like be on their congressional hearings, advise them on different like commerce things, agriculture. Um, I got to give tours of the Capitol building, and it was really cool. Senator Bill Nelson, Marco Rubio, all those guys. It was so so awesome. Um, but. After that, I realized a couple things. Politics is a little messy. Mm -hmm. a, little bit, <laughs> a little bit. That's why I avoid politics at all costs. It's a little messy. But also, too, um, yeah, it's it's a passion, but not now. Yeah. I tell a lot of people that just because you have a passion, you have to ask God, is it time to mm -hmm. go into the passion? Right? For you, you have the Wichita Life thing. You have the podcast thing. But you're also in Coke, engineering, all that. Mm -hmm. It might not be time for you to do all in on one yet. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure you have the timing, right? So I'm not saying politics is a never, yeah. but it wasn't the time at the moment. Came back to Kansas, wasn't finance, and then did some banking, financial advising, banking. And then um, after that, two or three years of finance, finance and banking, I went full time, just like media, creative, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, production. Yeah. yeah. So hopping back into that business, finance, that kind of stuff. 
were you always looking for like, okay, I'm, I want to start my, I want to launch my own thing. Or is that something that like one day you just had enough of it and you're like, okay, I need to start my own thing. Uh, it was the, it was the, the latter. Yeah. The latter. I always tell people, man, I didn't, I, I, I did not have the journal at age 15 said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be making this amount of money by the age of 25. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I straight up told myself, I want to be in finance. I want to be in politics. I want to make good money wearing suits on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. I want to be a lobbyist, be a connector. And I, I tell people all the time, like, in, in a funny way, I, 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 go, I say, y'all forced me to do this Yeah, from the rejection. I mm-hmm. said, y'all forced me to do this. I, I didn't really want to be, you know, what the, 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 the whatever local celebrity, whatever you want to call it. I didn't technically want that. And that wasn't on the goals. I have a best friend. His name is David McKenzie. He does literally what I do in, in, in Boise, Kansas. Sorry, in Boise, Idaho. He does exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. I do. So uh, social media personality, all that. He was on Barney when he was three or four years old. He was on little kids magazines for 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 Polo Ralph Lauren. He literally what you would have. I mean, he can sing, he can yeah, dance, he yeah. can. He was what you would have called like everybody knows he's going to be famous. Yeah, yeah. For me, I could model a little bit. I could do a little bit dancing, a little drumming. I was kind of talented, but but I was really a corporate guy at the core. That's what I was going to do: sure. a doctor, a lawyer, a financial advisor. And whenever I just found myself not clicking with corporations or like I would try to be creative and people would give me like tension and all that, I said, all right, I got to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know we'll, we'll swing into the until until our project that we had. But um, uh, uh, um, I was at a corporation here in town and and I loved it, but I would give a lot of different ideas and nobody will bite on them. I had to tell myself if nobody wants to do it. I'll do it on my own. And every time I had success in my life landed, it was because I told myself, if nobody else wants to do it, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I really didn't want to do it, but I knew that I was filling a gap for businesses, for families, for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and um, nobody else was doing it. So I had to say, I will do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's frustrating sometimes because like, you want somebody to believe in the vision, but could that be a God thing to where he says, I'm going to put you... To the you know you sure. know back on the wall. I'm gonna have you do it so that you can only depend on me. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. So I wasn't really wanting to be an entrepreneur, but God said it's time. Yeah, yeah. On that note, you obviously trusted God with the decision to make that jump. But did you like build up a nest egg, or you just like I, I'm a Man. the birds are gonna eat day by day if Man. you just put in the work? And- I'll tell people all the time. After I got let go of my job in 2020, COVID, it was the day everything shut down. It was March of 27, March 17th of 2020. Mm-hmm. Literally that, mm-hmm. like, remember, like, it was like St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. spring break, mm-hmm. everything shut down. My job said, hey, Faye, you know, whatever. I think it was a few other bangers as well, cuts. I don't even know what it is, but all I had, I think it was maybe like five, six, seven thousand $7,000 left in my account. Just because being a finance guy, I always knew save three to six months of expenses just in case, right? Mm-hmm. So I was a saver. And even though I liked nice things, I like suits and all that, I always tell people it's good to be bougie on a budget. You can find a nice <laughs> suit for 125 bucks mm-hmm. if you wait for the sales. Your watches do not have to be $500. This right. is only a $100 watch, and I only have one of them. Right, like I'm bougie on a budget. Dress shirts are only 25, 30 bucks. I'm gonna tell you this: one day in faith, the money probably will be there to where it will be a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna be the kind of guy that is gonna be driving, you know, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of nice things if other things aren't handled. I'm a billionaire one day, then maybe <laughs> it won't be that much, you know. But but right now, you don't have to spend. A, a lot of people think they gotta spend more than they make. Right? Why? That's not what we need, man. You only need one or two nice suits. 
Anyways, back to what I was trying to say. I, I get preaching sometimes because I don't want people trying to live a lifestyle that they're not supposed to be living yet, mm -hmm. right? So anyway, with that being said, I only saved about four, five or six grand, and I basically said I want to start a talk show, and I had to ask three or four people to believe in my vision, and that's all I had. I had a nest egg, and that nest egg ran out very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So was that the first, was the talk show the first step, first thing you kind of went after? My talk show was the first, my talk show was the first entrepreneurial venture I've ever done in my that's life. That's awesome, yeah. That's so cool. And is that something you always wanted? Like, when did the talk show idea, I mean, we can, I was, yeah, I was there know, around, right around the time, there. Connie's Mexico Kid, or Cafe. Goodness, but, uh, good memory. Oh yeah, I, I remember. Um, but uh, I can't yeah, like, was you that, enough, were you just like, I... I don't know. I don't, was it I like were you, were you into talk shows? Like, what made you think that was what we needed here? My mom here? told me that whenever I was younger, I always came back home and watched Oprah with her. Mm. And I always loved watching Oprah. I always asked a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I've always been connected to people like Jimmy Fallon, Trevor Noah, yeah, um, Ryan Seacrest. I've always loved that, but I never knew it was like a passion of mine to start a talk show. So I came to you and. November of 2019, mm -hmm. we met. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID, yeah. Pre-COVID, and I said, Landon, I have an idea, and I have no idea how this is going to work, but what if we talk to really, really cool people across the city of Wichita and just interview them? Mm -hmm. And you literally said, go ahead, give me the infrastructure in a way, a business plan, mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's crazy because if there was no COVID, there probably would be no talk show. Jeez, I believe that sometimes in life, God will force you to start something if, if he knows it's your calling. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he brought the pandemic just for our situation, but what I am saying is that without the pandemic, I probably would have been lazy or complacent enough mm -hmm. in my 50 grand a year job, just banking, you know, base or, or having benefits that I probably wouldn't have ignited the drive to mm -hmm. start a talk show. Mm -hmm. Isn't that, yeah, that's something right there. So um, it was because of COVID. So we're talking 2019 in November. And then five, six months later, that's when I said, I ain't got nothing else to do. Let's do it. Might as well start a talk show. Landon, are you down? You're like, yeah, bro, let's do it. It was crazy. I brought it up to you. I didn't follow back up. And then whenever COVID happened, I said, bro, are you down? And then you said yes. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's crazy how much life's changed since then. I've had three kids since we had that conversation. Like, it's just crazy really? how much has changed since then. Yeah, my daughter was born in April of COVID year. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy how much the announcement. time flies. That's incredible. Mm. Um, so how has, out of the talk show, the Witcher Life show, mm. how did Face Solution evolve from that? And what, it, what are you doing today? Yeah, so I realized that in that talk show realm, I, I, I was passionate about where the cameras were set up, how the final edit's gonna be. And I was becoming, in a way, like a creative director in mm -hmm. real time. I had no idea about language, but I, all I knew was the lens seems a little bit wider. I need to be a little bit tighter. Sure. I started learning more. We were on a 24 lens as opposed to a 70 lens. I started learning like, hey, how come the lighting seems a little bit more blue as opposed to orange? I started knowing now the temperatures were off. It needs to be mm -hmm. a lot more warmer than cooler. And I started realizing like, yo, that seems like it's so fast. And like, I started realizing now that it was because we were shooting in 30 frames a second instead of 60 frames a second. I started learning all these different camera technical things. And I was like, oh my gosh, is God creating a different passion within this talk show? Yeah. And I tell people all the time, if you walk in your calling, if you do what you're supposed to do, 
God is such a good God that he'll even reveal other talents within. Mm. So for example, you right now are a podcaster. You're, you, you know, you're okay. So let's just say this. You right now, you have a social media platform that highlights the city in that you start talking to business owners. Next thing you know, you realize that you love being a podcaster. The whole thing started off with mm-hmm. a, with the Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then now you start diving into podcasting. And so then what's next? You start becoming a guy that that, that, that creates tech for a podcast to be able to streamline things. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the tech space. Right. All from following the passion of starting the, the social media page. Yep. So for me, it was just interviewing people. And then from there, I'm into creative directing and production. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So Face Solutions, my production media agency, whatever you want to call it, basically is a company that produces high quality content. We're a content creation agency with a little bit of PR and influencer relations. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and we basically just help companies get really cool content yeah. and then help them get influencers. We help them with their PR and we got, we've, yeah, we've just done some awesome, amazing blessing things. So yeah, it's just so crazy to me that that's happened. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Your work's incredible. Thank who is, you. who's your ideal client? What type of business? What type of anything person? I think, an, oh, great question. An ideal client. Um, my, I'm just thinking about some of the clients that we have now. Mm-hmm. I would say a really successful, ah, man, I don't even, maybe if I just list off some things, you can maybe yeah. give me, a, a help, like help me narrow what, what the ideal client is. But like one of our clients is a builder for luxury homes. Mm-hmm. He has about 15 employees. He's only 40 years old. We go and we tour the house. We make lifestyle videos. He gets motivational videos. Mm-hmm. He, also does, he also does like little like um, how-to videos up mm-hmm. to uh, like why we do backsplashes instead of, I don't know, you know, just why we do pink ca- or pink counters. Why we do white counters instead of black counters mm-hmm. or whatever. Like we do videos like that. Successful gyms. Um, uh, 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 successful places like um, Chicken and Pickles or Top mm-hmm. Golfs. Um, content creators that are just individualized and they want to start their own clothing line. It, I mean, it's so eclectic. It's all over the place, yeah. but it basically is somebody that wants to, okay, here's my ideal client. Somebody that loves what I'm doing as a brand mm-hmm. and almost wants to do that for themselves. Somebody mm-hmm. that wants to tell their story of their brand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It seems like going back to like the old, like few years ago, Gary Vee pushing the personal branding stuff. Boom. Uh, you're the builder you work with. Um, Paul Gray, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, it's, I mean, he's doing, you're doing a great job and he's doing a great job, but it's like the, just the personal branding, like it's putting a face to the business. I think that's something that I have found just kind of promoting other people around town and stuff is like, you can promote a business. That's one Mm. thing. You just show those houses. It's going to do great because they're beautiful homes. But then when you show who is behind that, it does like, it takes it to a whole nother level because people can connect to them. Boom. That's what it is right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer. There it is. There it is. Um, (laughs) What does your team look like now? Because I know you, you're you always adding people. You're growing. There's I feel like each yeah. time I, I talk to you, you got somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah, because yeah, so, yeah, so you met, like? you know, Justin, Jacob, Kyle now. Yeah. Uh, probably a lot of different a lot of them, yeah. Taylor, yeah. So, um, man, it's it, it, it's growing. A few of them are are um, only working like maybe 10 hours a week. Some are working 30, 40 hours a week. Kyle, we're on a 40-hour week this week. <laughs> so he's working. And it's fun, man. I think what's great is that 
most people that work with me, they probably only think I'm just a media personality. <laughs> but when I can get behind that computer and mm -hmm. edit, or when I can get behind that camera and say, no, I want it like this, or when I give suggestions, I think it's fun because they almost respect me more. Mm -hmm. I think some people, um, I think it's good to know. I want to be careful with what I say because sure. um, 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 I don't think you need to know everything your team is doing. Right. If Landon is in charge of 100 people and if you have accountants and engineers and analysts, you don't have to know everything. Right. But I think there is a level of respect if you know a little bit of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So for me, my team respects me because if I have to find influencers, mm -hmm. I can find influencers. If I have to make a PR blog for a brand, I can do that. Yeah, if yeah. I have to edit a video, I can do that. If I have to be directing, I can do that. And if I have to, and I have to be on camera, I can do that. So that's why I think my team is successful because in a way, <laughs> I've been blessed to be able to do a little bit of what of what they do. So if they tell me, if they, it's taking me an hour and a half to edit, I say, it doesn't. It shouldn't. It yeah, shouldn't right. because it takes me 40 minutes. Right. Or if they, I wasn't able to reach out to these influencers for this brand, but I could though. Make it happen, yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. So that's been the blessing of my team. And yeah, it's, I think it's about like five to six people consistently now yeah. that's kind of getting paid. So that's it's awesome. been a blessing, yeah. That's, that's super cool. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast. I don't know if you know who Colin Samir are, YouTube guys. You, you would love them. They're, I don't know, content creators for content creators, basically. Cool. And so really cool content. But they're interviewing uh, Emma Chamberlain, who's like a really big YouTuber. Okay. But anyways, they were talking about how Emma is probably going to start getting into, like she's doing red carpets and stuff now for like big like fashion weeks and stuff like that. Okay. From YouTube, she kind of branched into the real world. Okay. And so they were talking about how with YouTube, they've all done everything, right? They're they're on camera, they've done the editing, they plan it, they know how to shoot, all that stuff. Okay. But if she wants to move to Hollywood, it's like a whole new game. Like she wants to try to feel out every aspect to feel like she can do it, if that makes sense. So like huh. she needs to feel like she needs to know how to actually act in that. Oh. And she needs to know how to produce and then direct before she can really understand the whole picture. So it's okay. like, you know how your whole team can be successful because you've done it all. Yeah. Oh. They know how it is all on YouTube, but it's like, when you move into a new territory, you kind of got to learn each of those things at least a little bit. So she said that. She said that. Oh, yeah. But it's exactly what you're just saying. I'll send you the podcast. It's Please great. Do. But yeah. I didn't think anybody else agreed with that. No, yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Wow, that's good. Yeah, send it to me. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, before I get into uh, the Black Ryan Seacrest. Come on, come on. Uh, come on. <laughs> talk about a little bit about brand deals. How do you approach brand deals? What does that look like? Just talk a little bit about that for oh, people that don't know what man. that means. This is one of my favorite podcasts, by the way. It's not even halfway done yet, or maybe it is halfway, but this is a good podcast. Gosh, great questions, by the way. Truly great questions. So um, brand deals. Brand deals are, 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 are a beast of a topic because they're changing all the time. When something is so new, um, um, mm, I can tell you a story that has really nothing, it kind of has something to do with it. When you are the, the, the first of something new, such as, podcasting just started up maybe about five, 10, five, five years ago, it became popular. And when you're in that first group of podcasters, bro, you're almost in, in a way, in a way, the guinea pig for a lot of different things to mess up. Um, it's almost like you have to go through the gauntlet uh, first, which kind of makes it a little bit frustrating, but you are the most seasoned. You have the most scars. So with that being said, brand deals, I really believe that 
I started brand deals in like 2017, 2018. That was five years ago, man. Mm -hmm. Brand deals now are completely different. I had to go through the gauntlet. I almost wish sometimes <laughs> I started brand deals now because it's almost because you have people that have have courses on them. You have people that have pre-made Canva media kits about. Mm -hmm. I had to make my own thing from like Word or like mm -hmm. even maybe it was like old Canva yeah. when like it didn't have all these templates. So for me, but but see, there's a blessing in that because I know now. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I just basically I, I went through all those mm -hmm. those scars and all that. So how I approach brand deals now um, is a little bit skewed because there's been a success prior. But how I approached them back then, bro, I literally DM'd a bunch of accounts and said, "My name is Fayola. I only have about four thousand Instagram followers. I love men's fashion." I would love to get a couple free products from you and I will post and I basically over delivered. I'll post pictures, mm -hmm. I'll post behind the scenes videos, I'll make high quality videos. And my like fame or like my like happiness or my payment was whenever they reposted it on their Instagram mm -hmm. story or whenever they, um, yeah, whenever they, mm -hmm. and then when they posted it on their feed, I was going nuts. I was like, oh my gosh, Steve Madden posted my picture. <laughs> so um, brand deals back then were one thing. Brand deals now, because I've been through that gauntlet, I've been able to um, um, be trusted to where now they kind of reach out to me. That's awesome. I tell people this though. Don't ever be too cool to reach out to a brand mm -hmm. because um, sometimes they just like your heart to even just reach out and say, my name is this. This is my vision, because a lot of times people are, are watching TikTok too much and they're, and, 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 and they're watching all of these, all these motivational, inspirational people. And they think after a sexy chat GPT email <laughs> about a prompt a message to a brand deal, they're merely supposed to be charging a 50 a post. It's like, hey, bro. I don't even charge A50 a post, like not for a plain static post. So I guess my point I'm trying to say is that why do you think after one or two Instagram videos and after a couple of high quality videos that you made on your own time that you immediately should be de demanding that? Mm -hmm. Like you got to be humble enough to be able to be a servant leader first. Sure. One thing about me is that I always served. I can be in a room of Paul Gray, a room of Jonathan Wigand, a room of Landon or John Rolf, and I will go into that question. I will go into that room asking questions, serving. Mm -hmm. How can I do for you? How can I over deliver? But people now, 20, 21, 22 years old, then they should go in and just 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 demand demanding things. It's like mm -hmm. we gotta figure out a way to 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 be servant leaders first. Ask the questions, learn, grow, and from that point. Now you can, you know, a, a lot of brand deals came to me because people, pe people literally told me, Faye, I want to give you this because you are just so consistent and wanting to do free work. I feel like I have to pay you. <clears throat> yeah. Half like that, yeah. that, that comes from being a servant. So, so yeah, I don't know what I'm preaching right now, but anyway, no, go a, ahead. No, yeah. no, that's a, a great position to be in when they feel like they need Need to because you over-delivered and everything yeah. else. Also, I appreciate you uh, throwing me in with Paul, Jonathan, and John. I don't know if I'm quite that level, but no, I appreciate man. it. <laughs> you're, 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 you are a in you are you are an influential influential person in our community that 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 is at the top of what he's doing. Thank you. Wygan's at the top of what he's doing. John Ross mm -hmm. at the top. You are at the top of what you're doing, and, and everybody sees it. Whether it's somebody that has a plant shop, somebody that has a podcast, somebody that's a videographer, or somebody that's you know uh, the head of Coke, uh, you know agriculture. When they see Wichita Life, they see 
the one page we got to be on if anybody wants to know what we're doing, an event, uh, 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 you know, a new restaurant, what's happening this week is your page. So, so yeah, man, you, you, you got some pool in the city, bro. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate For sure. it. Um, you, you've mentioned it before. I probably guess out of your mouth. I don't know if I've heard other people say it, but Black Ryan Seacrest. Is that, is that like a vision you have or is that just like a good, I don't know, picture? Because <laughs> Ryan Seacrest does everything. Yeah. And it, it really is a good kind of analogy and where yeah. you can go. Thank so you. if that's the case, <laughs> I, I guess from that, I mean, you, you host events, he hosts events. Yeah. You do Wichita State basketball games, KU football games, yeah. everything else like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you follow his playbook, what does the next 5, 10, 20 years look like? Mm. Mm. Jeez, good question. So the Black Ryan Secrets thing came from my best friend, David. Mm-hmm. He actually, like I said, we kind of do a lot of similar things. A lot of like talk show stuff, media stuff. So he took that, he used that joke and I was like, hey bro, I'm, I don't love copying people, but can I ask you? That's good. Can I use it? And he goes, bro, do it because it's true. Like you're doing, you're, you're like you are like, he, he says it. He said, you you are like the face of your city there. You're, you're doing your thing. He was like, I'm the face of my city here. I'm doing my thing. He was like, he was like, we're, 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 we're media, we're media personalities. Use it. So I started using it. And what's awesome is that people weren't shocked. They were like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of see sense. it. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So what Ryan Seacrest does is really inspirational because like I said, like you said, American Idol, but then he'll go and he'll, you know, host, uh, he, he, he's, uh, uh, he has a fashion line at JCPenney, but then he has like three or four talk shows where he does you yeah. know, Ryan and Kelly, then he'll have his, um, his, his like radio talk show. But then one thing that people don't know about Ryan Seacrest is, do you know, uh, he was the person that founded the Kardashians? See, I, I didn't, I think I heard you say that on a different podcast. He's like produced it or something and like kind of brought them into Overall relevance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the servant leadership I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't, he probably doesn't have a family, but let's just say he had a beautiful wife. He had some kids. Let's say the wife was somewhat famous. A selfish person would say, I'm going to put my family on the mm-hmm. show and make him famous. He said, I don't know how the whole Rock sure, Kardashian sure. thing happened, but he basically, you know, found their family and he said, I want to produce a story on you guys, right? Like, in a lot of my clients' videos, people do not understand I'm not even in the video sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing all that I can to make them famous. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is that they want me in the video sometimes. I go, no, 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 no. My goal is to make you famous. It's not the Faith Plant Shop. Yep, yep. It's not Faith Construction. It's Paul Gray Homes. It's the Wide Game Real Estate. It's y'all. So, um, but see, that's the producer mm-hmm. heart, servant leadership heart. So you talk about all those different things, and that's from the camera great. But I also want to be the person that says, Dude, that one big next Kardashian family or that next big artist, the mm-hmm. next Bieber or the next Usher, Faye founded him. Mm-hmm. And I just got to sit back and just say, congratulations, brother, you did it. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to have the have the credit. Now, you better give me that back end on the, I'm playing, you know, but like, but 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 see that back end, though, it's really just your harvest off the right. seed. Yeah. Really, if oh, you yeah. think about it, it's just you planted the seed for them to have the platform that they do. And then from there, God blesses you in return. So that I really do want to be a Seacrest type, an Oprah type, mm-hmm. a Fallon type. Um, I think that's really what God has called me to do. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, I love that. Um, so the next question kind of follow up that was like, where is Fayola in 10 years? Like, do you want to be on TV? Do you think you'll, I mean, quote, out, outgrow Wichita? I'm sure you've heard that before. Like, are I've you going to have before. to leave Wichita at some point to kind of pursue your goals or dreams? Or do you think you can live here? I mean, you're getting married. I don't know. Mr. Mincare probably wants to stick around here. What does that look like in the future? Hmm. 
From a PR standpoint, I always get nervous about this question. Sure. Because the nickname here I for. have. Yeah, come on. I love it. <laughs> the nickname I have right now is, is Mr. Wichita. Yeah. And mm -hmm. a lot of friends gave me that. A lot of peers gave me that because I started highlighting Wichita businesses. Part of it was through our talk show. Mm -hmm. Part of it was some, some of my brand collaborations. And when you have a nickname like Mr. Wichita and then you get asked the question, are you going to outgrow this city? Um, it's a it's a tough place to be in. So I tell I tell people this: in no way, shape, or form am I looking to leave. Sure, I'm not applying anywhere. I'm not looking anywhere. Um, 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 and let me tell you why. For the first three or four years when I lived here, Landon, I told myself this is the last year I'm going to be here. This is my last year in Wichita. I'm done. I can't wait to be in a Dallas, a Nashville, an mm -hmm. LA, and a New York because I felt like Wichita was doing what some of the corporations were doing. They saw a little bit of talent, but they said, ah, not for us. Mm -hmm. Ah, you're okay, but that's not really our cup of tea. Until I made the decision. A company didn't make it. I had to make it internally. And I said, if I went all in on this city, what would happen? Let's just try it out. If I went all in, what would happen? And the second I made that decision, which was May of 2020, everything started turning around. I finally went all in. You said yes to my vision for the dream. We started getting a good amount of money from sponsorships. God started opening up opportunities. So I tell people all the time, if you are in an internship, if you are in a job, if you are in a city, if you are in a marriage, if you are in a church and you don't go all in, you dare not complain about why you're not receiving your blessings that you're getting, why you're sick, why you're, I don't, I don't care what it is because I have seen so many different times where I was complaining, I was lazy, I did not get what I asked for and God told me, what have you not been all in on? Sometimes it's been my, it's been my relationship. I've had bad months sometimes with my relationship and I've seen, I've seen that hurt my business or my health. There's been other times where I would say, I'm not making no money. God said, you're not, you're not all in in your city. It's today. It's December 12th right now. It's not January 1st. It's December 12th. Mm -hmm. What are you doing right now to go all in? Mm -hmm. You complaining about not having money, but you're not even happy in the place I put you in. You have clothes on your back, a roof over your head. You have a beautiful fiance. You you are you you are literally sitting next to the the, the face of the city when it comes to Instagram and all that. And you and you're complaining about if somebody's going to close a deal for you when you when you get off this podcast? Come on, how can I bless that? So I tell people all the time, you got to be faithful with small and then God will give you many. You got to be faithful with small. So I had to switch my mindset to say, what if I went all in on this city? What will God do? And this is a result of it. It's all a blessing, but it's only because I wasn't looking at Dallas anymore. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking at Vegas. I was looking here. So where am I going to be in 10 years? Hey, bro, I, I, it would almost be a sin if I think that because sure. I got I got I got to follow in what, where I'm in right now. So so God will handle where I'm going to be in 10 years. My talents are are the talents that can put me potentially on TV on a big mm -hmm. show. But I will tell you this: we're in 2023. Studios are across the world. Mm -hmm. I've seen people that live in Utah and there are A-list celebrities. Post Malone don't live in LA anymore. Mm -hmm. Kanye don't live in LA. They're all in Wyoming and Utah. Mm -hmm. So why can't I be in Wichita and still have an A-list level of fame, whether it's through TV deals, music, things, whatever. So I'm not looking to leave until God literally yanks me by the head and said, <laughs> I'm placing you in. It could be Nigeria for all I care. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But um, in 10 years, I know what my talents could do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that a city is going to do that for me. I love that. That's yeah. the best possible answer. Thank you. What What is one thing you know you should be doing for your business or whatever that is, 
but you haven't done yet. So I can think of like personally, I can think of things. Yeah, what's like, yours? I mean, for the biggest thing for me is email newsletter right now is filling up the ad slots. And it's like as easy as praise God Phil is just doing the outreach. Like I have a lot of inbound stuff and I do some out, outbound, but it's like, I just need to go do that. And I know I need to do that. And it's not even a hard thing to do, but it's like, I don't know if it's laziness or what, what it is that stops me sometimes, but like, I know that's an easy, like you're saying you need to fill them. Up. I, I still have ad slots I need to fill. Got you. Cool. So it's just like going to fill those up. So is there something that's for you? Okay. For, for me, me. Yeah. Huh? Great question. I see what you're saying now. Um, Mm-hmm. By the way, one heck of a newsletter. Thank you. Another I good venture. That. I appreciate that. Another good venture. I love it. Read it every morning, baby. Or three times a week, actually, yep, right? Yep. Three. Maybe, maybe uh, more you? soon. You'll, okay. you'll keep an eye out for that. Goodness, so. man. Great. So with that, um, hmm. if you would have asked me this three or four months ago, I would tell you it's it's delegating. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stay. I, I, I'm going to act like it's that. I'm going to use the word delegating yeah. because... Delegating is the easiest thing to do, but the hardest thing to mm-hmm. like legit get there to do it. 100%. The second you realize the benefit of delegation, it will become a drug to you mm-hmm. because I have started delegating more and more and more. And the fear landing, especially when you're only making 5K a month, 10K a month, 15K a month. It's like, I want to save as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. But as you start to get to that 15, 20K a month range, and you're realizing that you have no free time, <laughs> and you are planning two weddings, and you are trying to be a good son to your parents, and you're trying to be, still play the drums and be, and, 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 mm-hmm. and like serve your church, and all these things, you realize that you're not working out anymore, you're not sleeping, your physical health is lacking, and there is nothing else to do but to delegate. So what I started doing, I said, okay, it's getting to that realm. I'm getting real slim. Wedding plan is getting a little bit more. If I don't want this business to fail, if I don't want my if I don't want my clients to start looking at me as like like slacking on a few things, I got to figure out a way to delegate. So mm-hmm. I took a few. I would say weeks and kind of made them half weeks and half of it was work, half of it was delegation. And when I started truly delegating Landon, I realized that I was sleeping more. I was, I was, I was working out more. Um, 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 yeah, man. And I was trusting more. A lot of times people that build something on their own, the con of that is you kind of want to micromanage. Mm-hmm. You want to say, I built this, you can't do it. And Kyle's a, Kyle's a prime example. There were a lot of times where I said, no, this the way I want to do it. He's brought some different things to the table. And I said, you know what? That is a good idea. Let's do it your way. Mm-hmm. And delegation has truly, truly helped me out. So um, I, I need to still be better at it. But man, I finally, finally believe in delegation. No, 100%. I, I am working on that. I recently delegated some stuff as well that helps with the newsletter and some of the event stuff. And it's, it is, it's hard though, because it's like, I, I know a particular way. It's like, I can just do it faster if I do it myself. But it's like, I can do it faster now, mm. but if I, I don't have to be doing this. It doesn't right. need Landon's twist on this task. You're it just right. needs to be done. You're right. So I, uh, Tim Ferriss, I can't remember the exact acronym, but I want to say it was like DEAL, D-E-A-L. Okay. It was like delegate. If you have a number of tasks, delegate. If you can't delegate, can you eliminate them? Mm. Can you automate them? Okay. And then I think the L is like liberate or something. Like you're finally free from having to do Good. all these tasks. So I, I love like, that. It's great. From like Delegate, eliminate, automate, liberate. Yeah. Deal. Something like that. Yeah. Love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you've talked a lot about God. Talked yeah. about like family and how important that is to you. Yeah. What family tradition most contributed to your success? 
goodness gracious. And I'm gonna, I, I didn't come up with that. I asked uh, Jason Taves. I was texting him earlier today and I was oh, like, what, yeah. what questions you got for, for Faye? So, How do you know? How'd you? Oh, we're tied. We text like every day. So, oh, so yeah. you, so he, you he's knew... like, I'm grabbing coffee with him. I'm like, I'm interviewing him later. Okay, so what good. questions you got? So, there we go. Um, oh my gosh. What a question. All right. So what family traditions shaped me to where I'm at today? Oh yeah. man. Gosh. Okay. So my parents, when they were younger, they would always say things like, okay, if my parents weren't feeling the best, I'd be like, mom, you kind of have some sniffles or like, I, I, mom, you're kind of laying in bed more. Is everything okay? And my mom would always say, I'm strong in Jesus' name. I would say, I'm strong. What does that mean? And I'll be like, Dad, we don't, we don't like, 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 we don't have money to go on this vacation. Like, 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 you know, I, I would say something negative, like, you know, yeah, literally that. Like, Dad, we don't have money to go on this vacation. And my dad would always say, um, we have money in Jesus' name. We have money. And I would always be like, what, what does that mean? Or, or I would be like, um, hey, Dad. I'm going to Kansas City, then I'm going to Dallas, then I have to go back to LA. And then he would say, um, yep, you're gonna do all that by God's grace. Mm. And I would like, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't understand, but what my dad was doing and my mom was doing, they were speaking out the final result before it got there. Mm. So if we didn't have money, he says, no, faith says what well, we do have money. Maybe not now, but faith is we do have money. My mom wasn't feeling the best. Faith would say, I'm not sick, I'm strong. Mm -hmm. If, if if I wasn't at my destination for those trips, my dad would say, no, you're going to be there by God's grace. You're going to be there. And I guess what that did for me is I believe I have a delusional level of faith to where it literally can be snowing outside. And I'll say something crazy like, ah, oh, sun's about to come out, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and I get that's out there. But but I believe I, I mean, I, I, my my delusional level of faith landing was saying when I was only making a thousand bucks a month for our talk show, I said, yeah, bro, but you know, tomorrow Netflix can call and I could be easily making 200 K a month, mm -hmm. a, a level of faith that was so out there, but it was because my parents and like put things in there to where now if my, if, 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 if Kara will say something like, um, um, uh, like my back is killing me. I said, no, it's not. Nothing's killing you. I go, you're good. Mm -hmm. And or 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 if she'll just be like, oh, like this sucks, or just something like that, I I'll say, I'll say nothing sucks. Like, 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 like we're strong in faith. We're good. And now Kara, my fiance, has changed her language up. Awesome. And we don't really talk things uh, uh, of, 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 of negative anymore. And um my parents are so big on just basically speaking things at like um what's what 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 is faith? Um it's it's speaking things as they not. What what what's the verse? Can somebody help me? Speaking, bro. Hold up, hold up. I gotta get Bring to it, it now. It, I gotta it. get to it. There we go. Faith is calling things which are not as if they were. Mm. So you call things as not as if they were. That's kind of like a weird mm -hmm. little grammatical mm -hmm. use, but you call things as not as if they were. So if you want short microphones, you say I'm gonna call them out. I got short microphones as if you have short mm -hmm. microphones. So yeah, man, that's really one thing my parents did and I'm very, very thankful for that. I love it. I yeah, love it, man, that's awesome. Um, for somebody that wants to get better at storytelling, what's the next step? For somebody that wants to get better at storytelling. If we boil down what you do, you're a storyteller. Yes. 
if somebody wants to get better at storytelling and whatever podcasting, writing, interviews, whatever it is, what is the next step that they should do to get better at that? Or what's some advice you'd give to them? Ask good questions. How does somebody learn to ask good questions? Is that innate? Is that you're listening to or like diving into content? What's that? It's what you did. You have a baseline of what you want the conversation to be around. But if you look at something, if you feel something that you're like, oh, hold up, I didn't even think about that, but I'm going to ask Faye anyways. Uh, 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 those convers those questions are always the best moments because you're listening, you're, you're being in the moment with the interview. A lot of people are so routine of like question, 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 that they, they don't leave space for, for natural conversation to happen. So I would mm -hmm. say be organized, but leave a little bit of yep. space. What I call for the blessing, but some people can call creativity or just for kind of, you know, like free flowing conversation like you and I are having. So um, one thing that happened was you asked, what can I do my business that be better? And then I, I asked you and, you know, you start talking about your newsletter. That wasn't really as planned, but that's what made conversation fun because mm -hmm. now you're talking as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. we're brainstorming. So I would say be organized, but leave a little bit of space. Yep. I, no, I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, these next kind of group of questions are stuff that I ask everybody. So the next kind of chunk is stuff that I've stolen from podcasts I like, like Tim Ferriss and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what is something you often recommend to people? Podcasts, music, Anything like that? Books? Yeah. What is so, something you often recommend? Um, I, 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 I often recommend uh, be, being in faith. Mm -hmm. Everybody on my team right now is, is is strong in their faith. I'm not saying that if I have a team of 80, 100, 200 one day that everybody will be Christians. But right now, um, uh, uh, everybody on my team is, is mm -hmm. strong believers. So I would say faith. I would, number two, I would say you have to uh, uh, be exercising. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, that right there does more than just physical benefits. It, it helps you mentally. Um, it shows that you have discipline. So I would say faith and exercising. And there's something too um, that that show. There, there's something telling as well when you when, when you're in a good relationship. Mm. It shows that you have commitment, that you have loyal, that that you're loyal. Um, most of my business deals are just with me alone. But I believe a lot of business deals I've gotten are because I'm in a serious relationship with Kara. I never thought of it like this. I, I believe that if I was a single bachelor, maybe I would still get some deals because I may be personable or I have the skill sets. Mm -hmm. But the reason why they maybe are maybe or as lucrative or as big is because people are trusting mm -hmm. of me. And I believe a side effect of that trust has been because Karen and I have been in such this fun, engaging, growing relationship over the past four or five years now. And um, yeah, she's brought a level of stability and trust and commitment to my to my life, my business, that um, I believe other companies believe mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. Huh, I never thought of it like that, but yeah. Oh, I love that, yeah. Well, I think there's, there's something to that. Just a lot of times, I do a lot of this stuff with your life, but Candace definitely does a lot at home and she's holding down the fort, which allows me to do anything Amazing. else. But I think that, I mean, I think that's definitely shout part out of Candace. It. We love big, you. Big shout out. Come on. Big shout out. Um, but I think it's something when I introduce, it's like my wife, Candace and I run Wichita life. It's wow. never, I run Wichita life. I, I almost never, if I did, it was a mistake, but I almost wow. never introduce it. It's like my wife, Candace and I, even like business emails. So I think there is something to that. Even subconsciously, it's like, I, we are one, you guys are becoming one. It's like, that, that's important. That is the baseline. Mm. Like, I don't, 
at the end of the day, it's like, that's what matters. I don't care about the business deal if this isn't good. Mm -hmm. So it's like laying that baseline and then the business builds on top of that. Oh my gosh, that's deep. That is so good. You're right. Subconscious is the, is the perfect word for it. Now, do you think if you were not married, if you had no kids, which tell life would still be as successful as it is? Probably not, no. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I think one, I mean, part of it's, I mean, just the support she gives, but also like just feedback on small things. Like whether I think it's a good idea or a bad idea, she'll let me know yeah. if it is or not. And that, that's, I mean, that's kind of where it's gotten to where it is today. So same here. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for Kara, mm -hmm. truly. What is your definition of success? Ooh. My definition of success is whenever you are um, working um, at a mm, 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 great question. Jeez. All right. My definition of success. Um, I would say my definition of success is whenever whatever you uh, 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 um, whatever whenever you're in, whatever you're doing and, and, and that thing drives a level of passion and discipline that's almost so automated that like you don't even know you're working as, as hard as what you think. And not only is it making you, not only is it passionate or you're having drive with it, you're also having a lot of love and joy. Back mm -hmm. to our beginning thing. Um, success is not defined by dollars because I'm telling you right now, if I, I believe if I wanted to make 30, 40, 50K a month, I think I know enough about entrepreneur, not entrepreneurialism and videos and public speaking and all that, that I could do it off of toil. It wouldn't make me happy mm -hmm. at all, um, at all. But right now where I'm at in life, I'm the happiest I, I'm, I, I've ever been because I'm only doing the things that, that I love. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I, you, I know for a fact, you know how to make money now. You've seen enough entrepreneurial stuff, you know how to make money. I think I know how to make money as well. There's a, I think it might probably been one of the podcasts that, that, that you've even maybe ref mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, but I think it's a certain threshold of money that you can make that anything on top of that, it won't add any more happiness. Mm -hmm. I almost want to say that number is like $100,000 a year. That like from zero to 100, anytime you go up, it will bring more happiness to you because mm -hmm. you're getting you're more comfort. You 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 can you can eat wherever you want for the most part. You can have enough clothes. You can have a nice house and a nice car. But anything after that, it's like not flying first class and economy won't add that much mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Going to a nice lake house in Branson or going on a super yacht in Miami won't add that much sure. more. Let's yeah, be honest, yeah. right? So going to Nashville, going to Dubai won't add that much more. So the reason why I say that is because um, at that point, let's just say it's a hundred grand a year, you gotta find out now, is everything I'm doing after this what I love? Mm -hmm. And once you find what that is, that's when you know you're successful because now you're doing what you love and like I told you earlier, whenever you do what you love, Fayola means God has put joy in your prosperity. Whenever you are doing what you love, then the prosperity, prosperity will come. I believe that. I love it. I love it. Tell me about a life motto you live by or what is some of the best advice that you've received? Yeah. So when I was in a, when I was looking for a relationship or when I was maybe single, maybe not looking for a relationship, <laughs> somebody told me run as fast towards God as you can. If anybody keeps up, mm. introduce yourself. That was really cool because That's that awesome. was That's relationships awesome. and all that. And then I would say for business, um, 
I was a big Dwayne Wade fan growing mm-hmm. up, and he had a he had a quote that said, "Fall down seven times, get up eight. And I like that because it basically just means no matter how many times life tries to hit you or whatever, just keep on getting up. The the quote though, the quote now though, I live by Landon. I would say is 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 you. It, it's really more so the aspect of of of, of being all in, being be, being all in. If you don't become all in in what you're doing, it, it, you will be a fool to try and blame anybody else but yourself. And that that's my quote now because I know the true meaning of going all in and what I do. Kyle said earlier, he's like, this is probably going to be one of the busiest weeks we've had. And then he goes, actually, probably one of the busiest weeks I've had. Faye, I know you're always. <laughs> but when he told me that, I said... I don't even consider it as like busy as like a negative thing. Like mm. we have a lo- we're doing a fun project and I want to talk about the project by the way too yeah, if I yeah, can. Okay. Yeah, but absolutely. but yeah, but we're doing a fun project and basically it's going to require a lot of hours but for me it's going to bring so 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 much joy. So yeah, can I tell you about the project? Let's hit it. Okay, for sure. So, um I've okay, my love language is giving. What's your love language? Do you have one? Do you know the love languages, right? The physical touch. Physical touch. Okay. And I believe everybody can give a love language or receive. So mm-hmm. is is that receiving physical touch for you or giving it? Both. Uh, probably receiving, I think. And then acts of service, probably outward. Okay. And the reason it, we, my wife and Candace are just talking about this because okay. my uh, oldest daughter, Nori, she'll be four in April. Hers, hers is physical touch. And she's just constant. I'm at the dinner table sitting next to her. And she's like, dad, why are you so far from me? And she's like grabbing my arm. She'll do that. Oh yeah. She's like hooked on my arm. And while what about she's your other kids? Uh, we're still, we're st- the verdict's still out. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for me, I love giving gifts. Yeah. You've known that. Mm-hmm. I've always been thankful you, for oh, yeah. you. I love giving gifts. Receiving, I would say words of affirmation, but, but, but giving. Okay. So my love language has always been giving gifts. I've always had this dream. What if during the holidays I found more so what if during the holidays I saved up enough money to give to people in need and in, in ways of surprising people? The challenge with that, though, is I needed to make sure I was doing that without the cameras, mm-hmm. without anything. And I knew I was because I would surprise people with tips. I would pay it forward all the time. Mm-hmm. I would do all these things because God always says, if you're not giving privately, don't even think about giving publicly. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to give privately. So I'm a giver first, but I wanted to inspire others to be able to give like the way we were doing. So mm-hmm. I went to a few companies and I said, hey, I want to do this give back. We can call it Mr. Wichita mm-hmm. Holiday Give Back. And I want to surprise waitresses, surprise restaurant owners, surprise people buying groceries, surprise families, and give them a financial gift mm-hmm. that they did not expect. That's awesome. And um, so we have been planning this for about two or three months. And that's just my heart. It's just to be able to do this cool community thing to give back during the holidays to inspire others to also give back. So yeah, we're in motion for that. It's a lot. I love it. But it's fun. I love it. Yeah. How, do you know how many of those you're going to? Probably going to have like five or six, awesome, seven yeah. videos. That's exciting. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a few thousand dollars. We're That's amazing. Out. That's so awesome, it's just a blessing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Praise God. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, last couple questions are just about Wichita specifically. Okay. So it's always fun, especially from your Wichita and your Mr. Wichita, oh, but wow. you also are from out of Wichita. So it's kind of fun to get a perspective, but yeah. what is your favorite part of Wichita or what's a hidden gem in Wichita? 
Um, that river, Delano, downtown area is so nice. I live on the river mm -hmm. and every single morning I wake up, it, it just brings this serenity, this joy of just seeing the skyline, the river. Um, I always joke with Kara, I go, I don't want to move. I don't, <laughs> but obviously, you know, we're going to be married. So mm -hmm. we're going to live together here soon. She has a dog. So that space that I'm in right now won't be big enough. But man, I, I, I literally feel like I'm on a vacation mm -hmm. every single time. That's awesome. I go on that balcony. So that's my favorite part. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say the country, but oh my gosh, when I go home, I'm just like, bro, I'm like, yeah, it's just amazing. That's I feel cool. like I'm on vacation. That's awesome. I love my place. That's amazing. Is there anything you wish, wish Wichita had that it doesn't? Or what would you improve about Wichita? So I said, I love that area where I live. I think the Delano area, I feel like it can get very modernized and have a lot of like more like... Um, it can look the same. It looks great. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it can have like more like rooftop kind of spots, some more like, I think it has some pretty good restaurants. Mm -hmm. But I think that the Lano area has a lot of potential because mm -hmm. every other city I go to that has areas like that. I was in Phoenix for Kara's birthday. They had an area that looked just like the Lano, but it had like the nicest Italian restaurants mm -hmm. there. It had really cool shops. Um, in Phoenix, they had a place called like the 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 the, the lounge or the grouge or the, the got the Grantlet, it was something like that, but it basically would look just like Delano, but just it had your Lululemons, it mm -hmm. had all those places, it had like a little Apple store, and Boise, Idaho, the same thing. So that Delano area has a lot of potential to mm -hmm. be like, I don't know, I feel like a little bit more modern. Yeah, sure. I don't want to take away from the history of Wichita, though, right, you know? Right. But So hopefully it's okay to say that. No, yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the biggest thing we need to do is like develop the river. Like, what are, what are we doing? Like, yeah. it's twenty almost 2024, it's like, why do we not have like four restaurants that out look along the river or something, which I know you got to like, it's like the chicken or the egg. You got to get people down there to do this. It's like, so river Vista, obviously you're raving about it is yeah. awesome where it's at, but it's like, how can we develop the rest of the river? Like again, just a couple restaurants or whatever that looks like. like how how does that happen? Is, are there moves for that? Do you know? I mean, they're working on the development, like right. I guess between, I don't know what street that is heading towards riverfront between the stadium, the riverfront stadium. Okay. They're, working on that area, okay. but it's like, I, I don't know. It's like some of it's privately owned, some of it's owned by the city, some okay. of it's like by random developers. So okay. I don't know. They mm. need to get a plan together and figure it out though. Uh, dude, we need to, yeah. But mm. Last question, what does Wichita mean to you? Yeah, 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 Wichita, Wichita is everything. Um, um, if I had a million dollars right now to give to the city for development, I, I, I would. I would call it, I wouldn't even call it the face center. I would just call it like, I will give some kind of biblical name to it, mm -hmm. truly, like almost a name of like gratitude because this city, um, I mean, I mean, you got you, you, you got a black guy that's on the court for, for, for seven to 10,000 fans at Wichita State mm -hmm. Basketball. You got a black guy that's on, that's on the field for, for, for University of Kansas, right? 40, 50,000 fans, nothing to even get to the race or anything like that. But like, this is not a city like, like a New Orleans mm -hmm. or like an Atlanta yeah. that has a lot of those people and Wichita saw past that. And it could have been because of talent, maybe because of drive or charisma, or whatever. But like, it's still the fact of they still gave me an opportunity to do really cool things. You, mm -hmm. the person I'm looking at, I mean, I will forever feel like you know, I, 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 I in a way owe, owe you for the opportunity to be the host of the biggest platform in Wichita. Let's just keep it as it is. Like mm -hmm. let's you know, real spill. So um, um, those things like that. 
If you go to 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 the top popular Kansas City page, the top popular Dallas page, they might not give me the opportunity. Mm-hmm. They might say we got to keep everything in house. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want another face to our to our brand. But you know, you believing in me and believing in the vision and believing that I can sell some sponsorships and all that. I mean, I mean, it, it brought it brought it brought a high high level of appreciation for my city of Wichita. It brought businesses to know about me. So man, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just thankful for the city. That's all it is. It just it's just a place of like love. It's it, it's home for sure, and even if I move, I'm not planning on it. But even if I'm telling you the the the, the my I always believe in tithing, right? First fruits, and my first fruits of a Netflix deal, my mm-hmm. first fruits of my own talk show on TV. It's gonna be back to Wichita. Mm-hmm. In some shape or form, it's gonna be. So I always tell people, like I always joke, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you, but this is me telling you now. I always joke with like my my mentors of John mm-hmm. Roth, Paul Gray, all that. I say, hey, if I call and tell you to look outside, don't be surprised if there's a new, you know, Rolex on on your doorstep. Don't be surprised <laughs> if there's a new Range Rover there because I'm a believer in giving back mm-hmm. to the people that poured into me. You know, so um, and, and there will be a time where 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 Wichita will will truly see that blessing back. I love it, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Where can people learn more about you, you, follow you along? Yeah, man. Solution? Yeah, social media, uh, Fayola, and um, yeah, but um, you know, it, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to say, I want to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. You have a really, really, really cool thing going, and I basically just want to, just again, want to give you your flowers, right? With, with, with all that you're doing for the city, with believing in me, with still supporting me. A lot of times, people that are doing really, really creative things and, and, and somewhat in the same space, uh, 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 they don't have the faith, the humility, the, 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 the lesser than mindset to, to put all those inside. And sometimes they, it, it can create tension. Mm-hmm. It can create a sense of competition. And I tell people, you know you're in a good space mentally where you can say, hey, this is a city of Wichita. He got his. He got his. Mm-hmm. We'll still collab on things. But there should be no tension, no nothing. So like, it's just so beautiful that we had an amazing project mm-hmm. that literally was taking over the whole city. Everybody knew what it was about. People were running towards it. And we're still, and it's grown both of our brands at the same time. And we're still being able to be so successful in our own ventures mm-hmm. and now come back and do things like this. Mm-hmm. So get ready. I can't wait to have you on, mm-hmm. right? So we can talk vice versa, but but I want creators, whether you are both eyelash artists, whether you are both heads of tutoring centers, where you're both principals, there should be no reason why you should say, oh, we don't talk about that real estate company. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, we're not in New York City. Right. We're not in Dallas. The city is kind of too small to have tension, mm-hmm. right? You will be a fool to even have it because, because you have one or two bad relationships. Mm-hmm. I always tell my bros, I said, hey, brother, if you're going to move to Wichita Single, you only got three or four times <laughs> because if you mess around and break a couple hearts, you can do it in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You can do it in Vegas. Can't do it in Wichita. Mm-hmm. You're going to be known as a player, a heartbreaker, whatever. It's the same for business. Mm-hmm. You cannot. And, and, and see, people got to use that in life. You got to realize that if you don't treat things with love, it will come back to bite you. It will come back. And if you don't treat things in love, you're in a way disobeying God. Because let's just say, this hasn't happened, but let's just say you disrespected me. If I try now to go back at you, God's saying, hold up, hold up. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're stronger than me? 
Because last time I checked, I fight the battles. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather have God fighting my battles than me fighting my own mm-hmm. battles. Even though I think I can hold my own. <laughs> Come on, man. Mm-hmm. He has somebody beating, beating glass with, with, with a rock and a sling. Yep. So, so, so why would I not have him fight my battles? So if you are not treating things back with love, then you're in a way disobeying. So I want to say we've always treated each other with love, with respect, <laughs> with kindness. We've made thousands of dollars together. We've done some really, really, really cool things. And we're going to keep doing cool things, mm-hmm. whether that's together, separate or whatever. But if this is a prime example for people to know no matter what height it is, you can still be collaborative, mm-hmm. you know? So I oh, want to yeah. say thank you and well, congrats on all that, that you're doing. And we're, we're going to keep, yeah, we're going to keep growing together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Collaboration over competition. Over. I love Appreciate it. it. Thanks, Faye. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. Check us out on social media at Wichita Life ICT or our website, wichitalifeict.com. Huge thanks to Jake B for editing and producing our podcast. Have a good one and we'll see you next time.